Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we talk about all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I am your host, Yehoon, and I've listened to all 43 of these songs before. And as always, I'm your co-host, Mira, and I am listening to all of these songs for the very first time. Is this better? Yes. I was sitting too far from the microphone yes, you were. and you made a, a gesture. You know, we just had a very nice day. We just had a very nice evening. Yeah, it, the weather outside is wonderful. It's so good. We went to the statue park with Tash and Grace. Grace hasn't been on this podcast. Tash was Tash on has. in the first year we did it for the United Kingdom episode. She's lovely. I Still love her lovely. So much. She does not listen to this. She does podcast. not listen to this, so we're not like Yeah, we're not doing a shout out to her, but like I definitely am. I love her so much. And oh, Tash gave me a something that she made in pottery class. She's learning how to do ceramics and she yes. made, gave me a little pot. Is it is it it's still okay, right? I have it in my bag. Hold on. Here it is. It's so lovely. It's we such We use it to like put our keys in when we get home. That's an option, yeah. Put it somewhere. Okay, that oh, love that sound. She's no, so creative. It, it's great. We should be very careful with like ceramics because I broke another bowl this week. Oh. Like it was in the dishwasher and I was just putting in a plate and the plate slipped from my hand and it like fell straight onto the bowl and the bowl just split down the middle. Plate's fine? Plate's perfectly fine. <laughs> like, oh, the plate's good. It's one of those plates with a blue edge. It's like, it's hotel ceramics. Oh, it's hotel. so good. Yeah, so good. Um, so the bowl did break. Broke a bowl. That's fine. That's good luck. I don't know that it is. Is it good luck to break ceramics? Is good luck to break glass? But is it? Because, I mean, I've broken a lot of glass as well. I can't believe we're, like, allowed to live together without adult supervision. The amount of, like, wine glasses I've broken is ridiculous. We have two now. We have two wine glasses. We have two wine glasses? Yeah. We need to get more wine glasses before Eurovision. Last time there were people and we didn't have enough wine glasses, they drank from our, our smallest glasses and it was fine. Um, but you're right. We should we should make sure to get glasses. I do so, have beer glasses uh, up there. Oh right, you do. I won them in a pub quiz. I mean, it wasn't a pub quiz. It was a we, school yeah, quiz. School but I mean, quiz. it was the the equivalent of a pub quiz. It's what we have in Belgium. Yeah, it's... we don't really do pub quizzes. We do school quizzes or scout quizzes or you know quizzes in a tent. Um, I've never been to a tent quiz. You're a loss. It's always at like. In a school cafeteria. Usually. That's the most common. It's because way more people are into quizzing here and you can't fit them in a pub. But but I, I think pub quizzes do happen. It's just that most of the quizzes I've, I've been with have had a lot of teams. Like, it's a, it's a really big thing. Yeah. Man, it's been a while. I want a quiz. Sure. It's been a while. We did very well in that quiz, by the way. The team is... Uh, is it, it tends to be my mother, my sister... Um, my brother-in-law and me, our team name is Mommy Knows Best. Your mom is, like, insanely good at quizzing, though. Yeah, Your but we mom have, is so smart. We have a very good balance of, of facts. And um, I remember very well when this happened. Um, it was a Saturday while the Ukrainian national final was going on. And while the Latvian national final was on, on. And while a lot of national finals were on. And I remember saying to my sister i'm really like i'm i'm really having a lot of fun at this quiz but also 
there's like five countries selecting their artists for Eurovision tonight, and it's stressing me out a little bit that I don't... <laughs> that I'm not watching any of them. Another Saturday that I could not participate in that Eurovision feeling, alas. Were there any Eurovision questions in the in the quiz? Because there's often like a Eurovision question. So I was um, there was actually there was a uh, a music round where every answer was a color, and they asked for the Belgian representative in Eurovision last uh, year, Blanche. which is Blanche. They had another question which was absolutely ridiculous, and it was uh, the link between three words, namely Eurovision, um, Torrent Nine, and facebook i think and the link was that these were the most googled things that's a bullshit question yeah i once got really mad at a quiz because they asked what year did les miserables debut and the answer to that is 1980 because that's when the concept album came out yeah and they wanted you to say 1987 87 yeah or 1984 Five? No, 1987. Well, it depends, because it premiered in London before it premiered on Broadway. Um, and there's been, you know, changes to the show ever since. So questions like that, it's like, well... Yeah, well, what, what answer knows? do you want? Also, the correct answer is 1980, and it was wrong, and we lost that round. And I was so angry, because, hey, guess what? I actually know more about this subject than the people who made this quiz. Always, always the always the little issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Did get a 10 out of 10 on that music round, so that was fun. There was also, in the last qu- quiz I did... Oh my god. There was a round where one of the team members had to leave the room and the rest of the team had to like fill in a little questionnaire yeah. about them. And it was like a thing of like, if you gave the same answers about yourself as your team Yeah, did. a bit of a, a honeymoon game situation. Like a honeymoon game situation. And I remember this very well, because in, in the team that I was quizzing with, like, there was one ex of mine, and, like, all of, a lot of people who knew me very well, and one of the questions was, what is this person's romantic type? What type of person yeah, yeah, yeah. do they like? And it was like nerdy, sporty, rich, or, or like preppy, or yeah, all of that stuff. Sure. And they had selected sporty for me, which is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Like I've ever dated anyone who wasn't a huge nerd, including that ex. Like I don't know how he fucking sees himself. You were dating me at the time also, right? Yeah, yeah. I was dating you at the time. I'm, you are literally Milo from Atlantis. I am the least sporty person that you could imagine. <laughs> Fucking quizzes, man. It's so much fun. What's this podcast about? Um. So, you may remember, last year, we had a country that wasn't allowed to participate because the contest was in Ukraine and the artist they had selected wasn't allowed to enter Ukraine. Oh, are we going to talk about Russia? We have to at some point. We have to at some point. I fucking forgot. Yeah, it's... I haven't really put any focus on it because I, I think um, the artist that we'll be talking about and the Russian song, it all deserves about the same amount of attention as any other entry. Yeah, I mean, it's always kind of 
I don't want to say exciting, but like intriguing to see what the fuck Russia will come up with next. So do you have any expectations or anything you know about Russia? I don't know. I really don't know. They can do fucking anything at this point. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I would honestly not be surprised if they sent a fucking joke entry with like three guys in Donald Trump masks. Very political though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so Russia followed up on what they said they would do. Um, and they are sending Yulia Sumoilova. Is that the one they tried to send last it's year? the artist that they wanted to send last year, but oh, okay. who couldn't go to Ukraine. Um, and, you know, the theory was this was just a political move. They wanted to, like, play the victim card. Um, that, you know, theories of which we cannot say whether they're correct or not. I remember that we had some discussion on that uh, last year, but that episode was, and I swear that was an accident, was a little audio damaged. So we had to like heavily oh, yeah, edit that. That, that was very rough. That um, was very rough because it really seemed like we were trying to avoid the and discussion. And we were not. We really weren't. And it seems in the way that I'm doing the intro now that I want to avoid the discussion. Uh, we'll talk about whatever we need to talk about. Um, all I'm saying is, oh, okay, they have decided to send that artist that could not participate last year again this year. To a different country where she is allowed to enter with a song that she will be performing. Yeah, so you may remember her song from last year, or you might not. I don't, because it was a nothing song. Flame is Burning is what that was called. Uh, yeah, it's on like the edge of my brain, but yeah, I can't yeah. get to it. We did that very early on, so I mean, we knew it was not going to be able to be a, a participating entry. Um, but we are so close to the contest now, we know for sure. Yulia Samoylova is representing Russia. In Lisbon, uh, at the Eurovision Song Contest 2018, with the song "I Won't Break." Oh God! You seem worried. Of course I do. You're talking subtext. You're talking. I'm talking subtext, both political and personal. Sure. It's the thing of like, yeah, it, it maybe this is a very personal song, but I don't trust Russia to not milk it. There's no way around it. The best thing we can do is listen to the song. So this is Russia's entry into Eurovision 2018. It's Yulia Samoylova and I Won't Break. final shot is quite something mm-hmm what the fuck it's like you said aesthetic uh, they're not allowed to have a rainbow it's it's they're just not a, it's just a natural occurrence I know but they're not allowed um this song is so boring it's not great is it it's so boring it doesn't do anything I don't know what to say about it it doesn't go anywhere it's the same constantly. It, it's nothing new, it's nothing original. Like, yeah, what? What am I supposed to talk about here? It's nothing. This song is so boring. Okay, so what do we know about Yulia Samoylova? From last year, we know that she's in a wheelchair. Yes. However, looking at this video... It's just her face. Did you see that? 
No. Right. So, sorry, let's get into the fucking tactics behind it. Last year, they sent a really quickly produced, quote-unquote, performance of her on a stage with, like, crowd sounds as she, as it highlight her sitting in her wheelchair. And, again, sorry, like I said, conspiracy theorism here, but playing the victim card of we are sending... A, an artist who we know will not be allowed yeah, a, into a disabled, Ukraine. A disabled person um, look at her disability. Yeah. With a song that doesn't go anywhere. Much like this one. Yeah, however, a song as boring as this However, one. in this year, when they are sending an entry that will actually be a competing entry into the Eurovision Song Contest, they are not showing that she is disabled. Sure. Openly, at least in the music video, right? Right. Not that they have to, but I think it's... Definitely it's an interesting, noticeable. noticeable aesthetic choice that is made in the making of that music video that we have to consider. Because there is definitely a tactical element in the PR as well of sending Yulia Samorlova as well. I applaud them doing that. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, that's I'm good glad that because, they're like, sending her Because that's just following in. through on what you said you'd do. And it's the step you need to, do, to take to, to prove that you're not just playing... A twisted PR game. I mean, you don't necessarily prove it, but it's the least you have to do. I'm just glad that Russia isn't that notable this year. Like, I, I get like, oh, we have to talk about this now as well. Mm-hmm. Because it was notable last year that this was happening. Yeah, and it's just the fact that this is the same contestant but is like, interesting. Yeah, just that is already interesting, but it's not... It would be more interesting if the song was good. Which it, now, which it really is not really... It's not actually yeah, good. You can send a disabled person to Eurovision. Like, a, Euro, a disabled person can go to Eurovision. Yeah, absolutely. And do well or do badly. I mean, disabled people have gone to Eurovision. Um, Monika Kaczynska represented Poland in 2015. I did not like um, her song In the Name of Love, I believe it was. But she had also had uh, an accident and was paralyzed from the waist down. And she was in a, in a wheelchair. And right. I also thought, like, my problem with it was the fact that there were visuals on screen of her, like, walking. And oh, that's gross. It had a, yeah, it had, a, it had something that to me felt gross and was... Extremely. Hey, plane. Can you keep it down? We're trying to record a podcast. I remember distinctly saying that, like, to me that felt gross because it was so hyper-focused on she's disabled now, isn't it sad? Yeah. And that's not the point. But the opposite direction to take is to hide someone's disability. I don't think they're going to hide it on stage, Oh, you though. think they're not? Oh, no. Are they going to hide it on stage? So, remember that last visual in the music video? Oh, no. Where she's like a mountain? Yike. We, ha- we had some weeks before the contest to theorize, like, we're really worried that they're going to do something super problematic, um, and that final visual in the music video does not inspire a lot of hope, given the fact that there is not a single shot in that music video of her, you know, the way that she is living in a, in a wheelchair. And I get it's not a glamorous visual, but when your staging concept kind of starts from the point of... We have to hide. How can we hide her disability? Oh, or like, put it not in focus? 
Um, then you get stuff like um, putting a singer in a giant mountain prompt. Why can't she just be in her wheelchair singing? Why? Like, there is so many people who are just in wheelchairs living their fucking life. Yeah. And I don't understand why that needs to be hidden. Because it's because like a normal thing. It's a normal thing. And because, from a PR perspective, it was played out deliberately last year. Yeah. And it's... Oh, that's it, so it's, gross. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it just feels exploitative in a really weird, gross way. And the I, uh, Julius Moylev has also said that, like... She didn't fully get the concept of the music video that they were going for, and it's mm. not completely her vision. And I'm like, I can follow that. And it just it just raises a lot of questions about like how much she's okay with it, and I don't like all that. And she is her her disability is purely physical, but that does not mean that there can not still be advantage taken of someone. Not not to make any like bold claims. I don't know the process that went into this. But it just feels so unfortunate. Yeah, it's like what you said about the Netherlands. We haven't talked about that on the podcast. Because we talked about that song very early on, but we've seen, you know, stuff coming out of rehearsals yeah, as well. And we were talking like the semiotics of it are just very bad. There is not a conscious decision there either to offend or to to be deliberately inconsiderate. But being inconsiderate is specifically not an, a deliberate thing to do. It is a it is a thing that you do unconsciously. That is being inco- That's what inconsiderate that's what, means. That's what inconsiderate means is that you didn't think through the full implications of certain visuals that you have chosen to use. Yeah. Like you can't say I didn't mean to be inconsiderate because the very nature of being inconsiderate is that you didn't mean yeah, to I, do it <laughs> like these are you just didn't think about it these are always difficult subjects to talk about because i would prefer there not to be you know social issues in in that way at your vision that i need to focalize my opinion on and not because i don't want to talk about it i do i just think it's a very tricky subject when we're talking to a mass audience of people from, you know, different countries in Europe and different continents even, and we all have different perspectives on how some issues like that work. Yeah, and the perspectives that we two specifically have are the perspective of two able-bodied, yeah, white, um, straight-passing Western European, we're all right financially. Yeah, Western type of woman, Western type of man. We're a Western type of woman and a Western type of yeah. man. And and I don't feel like our opinion is the most valuable. It's not. It's not gospel. Um, yeah. And there's, I'm, I'm never going to pretend that it is. And I don't want anyone to, to think that I'm saying that. But I can still feel when, when something feels off to me because of... You know, we the, do op- make the optics of it or because of the, the semiotics that are... Like, I try to be critical of the media I consume. I try to look more into things than what's what's on the surface. And sometimes in, in songs, we do just talk about, like, very superficial things. And sometimes we get into different subjects. We, we both have a, a very deep interest in semiotics. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Choices made in music videos are 
there's so much more to talk about there that is hard to do when you're just like improvising the words that you're saying right now. Like I didn't know that I was going to say these words five seconds ago. Yeah. Like I could write articles for sure about every single music video and like the choices made with each shot. And in rehearsals, like we're only getting clips, but I am also like commenting on some some clips and being like, I don't get the camera choices made here. I don't know why they went to a wide shot. I don't know why they did that. It it semiotically doesn't tell a story and also yeah, like there's there's stuff like that. I am I'm really invested in like the kind of story that's being told at Eurovision, because I think it, it is very much about that. Hence again my passion for why I would like to stage a Eurovision entry. God, absolutely. I would like to be a staging consultant. Sure. <laughs> like it's your job, but I get paid to give you advice. All that kind of to say that I think with the ultimate benefit of the doubt, there is a possibility that we want to hide her disability could have come from a place of we don't want the disability to take center stage. So we want to make it about the song. But then turning her into essentially a prop is the wrong way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think it's 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 the the thing of like an able-bodied person being invisible in the way of like they are the standard mm-hmm. and that just the action of putting a disabled person on stage means that their disability is center stage yeah. that's a fucked up thing to think it absolutely is because being yeah. disabled is like a perfectly normal thing it, like in in recent memory like i said poland 2015 um finland of the yeah. same year Aina mon pita Aina mon pita the um pita. that was um a band with with mental disabilities uh playing a, a punk rock song about like i always have to do this specifically about like hey we're not allowed to do certain things. I'd like to I'd like to drink alcohol. I'd like to do this. I'd like to that. But they say I can't do it. Um I thought there was a lot to say about that song and I thought it was really cool and it's also the shortest song ever performed at Eurovision, which is just still one of my favorite factoids. It's really nice. Um but all of the songs that I that come to mind immediately are about a disability or have a, a staging thing where that disability takes such focus and it's a shame that that has to happen i think it's great to see diversity on a eurovision stage whether it is skin color whether it is sexuality whether it is able-bodiedness or not yeah whether it is body types whether it is you know gender like anything yeah diversity last year's slogan was celebrate diversity it 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 is true that like in the music industry and in, in in media in general there's a focus on able-bodied people i don't know what to make of that i find it hard to pass judgment on that because like i said i am we are both able-bodied people um we've talked in the malta episode about like you know struggling with mental illness but that is not That's a disability in- yeah um so and it's also invisible exactly it's it, it's it's invisible yeah, you 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 won't be able to tell that I'm like that I have depression just because I like look sad at we've a bar. T- we've <laughs> talked also about the invisibility of certain elements of our of our identity. You know, even last episode, um, it, it, we pass as straight, we pass as mentally healthy. Um, we we have that privilege that there is never a focus on any aspect of us that is physically, outwardly, immediately, quote unquote 
wrong to people, different. And it's just a shame that like that needs to that it still needs to be such an issue. Like I wish I we didn't have to talk about it that much. Yeah. And I don't really know what else there is to say about it other than like I don't know that I can make a correct judgment other than to say it feels like this is not the best way to do it. But apart from all that, this song is just super boring there's and bad. Like... There's, there's also the fact that we've talked about it for so long and yet there's nothing about this song that is actually worth talking about. Yeah, like I I, I didn't think that this episode was going to be like this in-depth or that we were going to go like to a real place in this because... I, I think this should be said again, being disabled is completely normal. Yeah. And also, this song is really boring and sucks. Yeah. And I don't feel the need to, like, it's really, just... really go in depth. Well, I mean, I, I guess it is important that we will go in depth on, like, the idea of the semiotics behind it. And, we've done it. You know, we've and we've done it. that. That The song itself, I... Uh, I have nothing to say about it. I have nothing about. to say about it's it. Yeah, exactly. nothing. Um, she's, you know, she's, she's a... I want to say she's a competent singer, but it, she's not really that great either. Russia has always qualified. There okay. is that question. Will they do it again this year? Um, it is. It is. It is not a very good song. I can't. I don't know. Based on the song itself, I would say no. Based on the unfortunate nature of the stage show, I kind of want to say no because it's it's the kind of thing that I just don't think um, is a good idea. So um, that's probably gonna have to be where we leave it for this episode. I love you. That's great. If you love us, um, make sure to follow us on Twitter. That is at Eurodivision. You can tell your friends to listen to the podcast because they can find it on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are sold. And if you happen to be on iTunes, definitely leave a rating and a review because that'll help us out. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next time when we'll be talking about another song and getting closer to the end. Thank you so much and good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.